London Bridge is down. The code phrase to a new prime minister that Queen Elizabeth had died. Nothing less than a monarch who moved with a changing world, a steady center amid constant flux. Known for her grace, humanity, and fortitude. BBC News. We're interrupting our schedules for the following announcement. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. A statement from the palace said, The Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. Programming in England interrupted just after 6 Thursday night, with news that the longest reigning monarch in British history had passed. A nation immediately in mourning. Horse racing, cricket, and golf cancelled for the following day with the news of Queen Elizabeth. She died peacefully at her Scottish home where she spent most of her summers. Rather than traditional Buckingham Palace in London, last Tuesday she received the newly elected Prime Minister at Balmoral Castle. More frail, but still showing her wit. This monarch will be missed, but most missed will be her faith. Strong belief and the king she served above all else, King Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and we're breaking into our regularly scheduled programming with a special program this weekend called Royal Faith. It was only a few months ago that the United Kingdom celebrated Queen Elizabeth's 96th birthday and the Platinum Jubilee, 70 years of her historic reign. And now she's gone to be with her Lord. That's not only Great Britain's national anthem, it's a prayer to the Lord to watch over its monarch, God Save the Queen. For many of us, that's the only version we've ever heard. And now, as King Charles III takes the throne, it will become God Save the King. And may he truly do that for this new king. In a moment, we'll be joined by an author and journalist we spoke with just after the Queen died, She's going to share how the nation is dealing with her passing, and more importantly, how Queen Elizabeth II sought to honor the Lord in her life. But the Queen wrote her own Christmas broadcasts, and she regularly spoke about her faith in Jesus. That's author and journalist Catherine Butcher. She'll be joining us from England in just a moment to share some more about Queen Elizabeth's life and Christian walk. Then after the program, I want to share Catherine's book with you for your gift to the ministry. It's called Our Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Faith and Service. This book is filled with photos, rare devotionals written by the Queen, and remarkable stories of her faith in Christ Jesus as she served both him and her nation. I know you'll enjoy this behind-the-scenes look at the Queen's faith like my wife and I have. I really enjoyed the part about how Billy Graham encouraged her faith. And I believe this book will inspire your faith as well. So after the program, just call us. Make your gift to this listener-supported ministry at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, see a preview of the book 
and see how lovely it really is. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's open the program. Oh God, our help in ages past. God, our help in ages past, the Westminster Abbey Choir, Martin Neary, Martin Baker, and Ian Simcock, for Queen Elizabeth II's Diamond Jubilee Royal Music from Westminster Abbey. This is Haven Today, and a program called Royal Faith. Let's head to England now. I want to introduce someone who was on the program with us just only a few months ago. She's written a book on the Queen. And she also is a journalist, Catherine Butcher. I spoke with her just about an hour after the news broke that the Queen had died. Catherine Butcher, I just want to welcome you as not just a fellow believer in Jesus Christ, but you're also a journalist, aren't you? Yes, Charles, yes. It's good to be speaking to you. Thank you for coming back with us uh, on the program. Tell us, how is this passing being received in the UK? Well, it's been uh, prepared for for a long time. We've called it London Bridge. London Bridge is down is the message that came, would have come from the Royal, Royal Household to announce the death of the Queen. And we had an unprecedented announcement on Thursday lunchtime that the Queen was uh, being looked after by doctors. And then 
by six o'clock in the evening, we had been told that she had died and all the queen is dead, long live the king. And it's already been announced that he is King Charles III. Uh, in the UK, the monarch can choose a name and he chose the name Charles, it would seem. So now begins 10 days of mourning and the funeral will take place probably on the 11th day. But again, that will be announced. So how is it being received? Already, even before the Queen's death had been announced, people were gathering at Buckingham Palace in London and outside the gates of Balmoral, her country residence in the north of Scotland. There are tributes coming in from all over the world and they started coming in even before her death. And there will be an enormous outpouring of grief. Already it is very evident that people are deeply moved. Newsreaders are speaking with sombre voices and wearing black ties and the the BBC switched to a 24-hour tribute to the Queen as soon as the state of her health was announced. So for most of us, the Queen has been the monarch all of our lives and this is a tremendous this is a huge shock to us as a as a nation, but also as the Commonwealth, as as you know, the Queen is much, the Queen was much loved around the world. Hmm. Let's talk about the side of the Queen that you wrote a book about. Uh, something that I think is very significant. Um, uh, even with all the problems in the royal family, and that gets, of course, put out on the tabloids, and that seems to carry the day in the news cycles. But uh, this was a queen who was decidedly a follower of Jesus Christ, wasn't she? Yes, definitely. And every year she made a broadcast to the Commonwealth, which she wrote herself. A lot of her speeches were written for her, but the queen wrote her own Christmas broadcasts, and she regularly spoke about her faith in Jesus. One of her favourite um, favorite Bible stories was the Good Samaritan, and she mm. took, uh, saw that as a great example. And she talked about Jesus Christ as her inspiration, a role model, an anchor in her life. And she referenced his, his birth and his death and his resurrection, and she talked about the hope that we have because of Jesus. So she was someone who was very natural in the way she spoke about her faith, but very confident in the hope that, that Jesus gave to her. It reminds me of something that you've told me about before. Uh, she had arrived, what, two months ago, I guess, at her summer home in Scotland, I guess. That's right, in July, early July. And It's something that's significant, that story you told us before, and I'd like you to tell it again. She would go to church. Tell us about that little church. Tell us about her going to worship the Lord on Sundays. Well, when the Queen, uh, wherever the Queen uh, lived, she uh, went to church. So at Balmoral, there's a little church just outside the gates of the estate, and the Queen would, would drive there or in the earlier days might walk but in the more recent times would would drive to church and and worship with everyone else and in the the home that uh, she used at christmas uh, sandringham in in the east of, of england she 
we'd slip in a side door. She'd drive up uh, on the gravel and uh, just slip in the side door and sit in a pew just like anybody else. And wasn't expecting ceremony, wasn't expecting people to stand in her presence. She was there to worship her king. And uh, she used the old-fashioned version of, of the Anglican service with lots of these and nows. But uh, yes, she she worshipped the king, the king of kings, uh, and was someone who who was happy to talk about that in her own broadcasts. And that actually came out in another book that you and Mark Green wrote a few years ago when she turned ninety years old. The title of that book was "The Servant Queen and the King She Serves." Um, I think that's significant, and that goes along with what you're describing to us right now, doesn't it? Yes, and I think it was evident through the, the things that she said that uh, she was someone of great humility, uh, someone who had a, a tremendous sense of duty and integrity. There was no scandal surrounding the Queen, and she was someone who knew how to forgive. Um, there are members of her family who died as a result of um, a bombing, and she reached out her hand to those who were probably involved in that bombing. And she gave, she showed forgiveness and she talked about forgiveness and she talked about how God sent into the world a unique person, uh, our saviour, with the power to forgive. And she talked about forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore friendships and it can reconcile divided communities and she said it's in forgiveness that we find the power of God's love. And I think that was something that she knew herself in her own family life and in the life of the nation. She sought to bring people together. So although uh, your your listeners might be aware of the divide in Ireland over many years, the Queen sought mm-hmm. to bring reconciliation to that part of our nation and with the the Irish nation. So she was someone who sought forgiveness and uh, reconciliation, just like our, our, our Savior Jesus. If you just joined us, you're listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and on with us is Catherine Butcher. She is an author. She's a journalist in England. Queen Elizabeth has died at age 96, and uh, Great Britain is in mourning right now. One of the things that many North Americans perhaps don't understand, uh, we've heard some comments from some of our listeners when we had you on a few months ago, why didn't she take certain stands on certain issues? Uh, Just explain the constitutional monarchy to us, Catherine. Well, the Queen has the right to be consulted, to inform and encourage, but not to uh, not to change legislation. So the monarch has has to sign legislation into law, but doesn't constitutional monarchy doesn't mean you you have the right to to make changes to that law. So the government makes the the laws and governs on behalf of the monarch. So it's not as if the queen could have said, "Well, I don't want to sign that." That's that's just not the way it works here in the UK. Mm. How do you think the example plays out that she set for other leaders in the world today, other world leaders? What lessons could they learn from this queen, this monarch? 
Well, Queen Elizabeth was someone who may have owned the most powerful jewels in the world, or at least been she she wore them on ceremonial occasions. But she was someone who who didn't have airs and graces. And uh, when she was in um, her country residences, she she'd be wearing very normal clothes. Um, she didn't wear jewels. And uh, uh, when she received the the new prime minister only two days before her death, she was wearing a um, a tartan kilt and a cardigan, uh, very, very normal sort of clothes. So she didn't have airs and graces. And for other monarchs around the world, she, she sought to serve. So every day of her reign, she dealt with what, what's known as the red box. That's a box of government papers that came to her from uh, Westminster. And she dealt with those every day, even into her 90s. Um, apart from Christmas Day and Easter Sunday. So she was someone who was faithful in her work and dutiful, and she sought to honour people who were unnoticed by others. We have a system in the UK where honours are conferred by the monarch on her birthday, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. often that recognises the the unsung hero, and she sought to do that. Mm -hmm. Catherine, obviously in the next few days, there will be a a great funeral held in London. Uh, All the family will be attending, Uh, not just people who were subjects of this queen, but people all over the world will be watching this as well. Uh, Hymns will be sung and and also a new king, her son Charles, uh, will be inaugurated as the King of England. But her passing ends a special era. She really took her job seriously, didn't she? Even before she became queen, all the way back to World War II, didn't she? Yes, as Princess Elizabeth, she she learned to, to drive a truck and she could um, mend the, the engine of the truck that she was uh, supposed to drive as a member of the, um, the Territorial Arms, Armed Services. So she was someone who, who wanted to be practical and practically involved. But she was also someone who sought to, to lead the nation in, in worship because whenever we had a, uh, an important occasion in our country, the Queen would be at church. And she would lead the nation in worship, in thanksgiving for great state occasions, but also when the country was mourning. And it's to church that she went. Uh, so she's someone who has shown us by that example that um, that our worship is is due to, to a greater king. Well, with that in mind, I know you did this the last time. Uh, would you mind leading us in prayer all over the world? Uh, just lead us in prayer as a Christ follower uh, for this fallen queen who's now with her Lord and Savior, the King of Kings in heaven. It's a privilege. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the life and example of Queen Elizabeth, your servant. Father, we ask that you will comfort those who mourn, particularly her family and all those throughout the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth who mourn her her loss. And Father, we pray for King Charles III that he will be a man who follows his mother's example and will follow you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
So, Father, we ask that you will bless him and his family in the coming days as we mourn the death of Queen Elizabeth II. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Catherine, thank you for doing this for us on such short notice. A privilege, a privilege. You're listening to Haven Today and a special program we're calling Royal Faith as we're taking a break from our regular scheduled programming and thinking about the life of Queen Elizabeth II. And of course, I appreciate any excuse to hear hymns sung by a choir backed up by an organ. That was a hymn from Psalm 23, sung by the Salisbury Cathedral Boys and Girls Choir. A hymn that was a favorite of Elizabeth's, the passing of Queen Elizabeth, is not just the end of a human life, but the end of an era. The Queen served in World War II. She was crowned in the early 1950s. She saw the world changed all around her. 
And yet she still shared her faith with her nation, as well as the world, in word and deed. The legacy she has left behind is the same we should all aspire to. I was a man or a woman who served Jesus because he served me first. That's why I want to send you the book written by Catherine Butcher, who we just spoke with, called A Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Faith and Service. Filled with photos and rarely seen prayers written by Elizabeth with devotions, this book points to her vibrant faith in Christ Jesus. I think you're going to be blessed to read through this glossy covered book and to reflect back on her life. I also believe it'll inspire you to live boldly for your Savior, no matter your calling in life. So why don't you get in touch right now? Our number you can call is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or check out some of the sample pages from A Faithful Queen. See for yourself how nicely laid out the pages are, and then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And not to forget, if you wanted to but didn't get around to it, for your gift to the ministry, we still have then paperback book or audiobook, A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War, How Tolkien and Lewis Rediscovered Faith, Friendship, and Heroism in the First World War. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me on this special program. Won't you come back again next time, when again we'll share together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus, a story that Elizabeth knew here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The past few years have left so many people wondering, is there anything reliable in the world? It seems like so many institutions and programs we've come to trust have proven to be unreliable. Is there anywhere we can look? It might sound cliche, but the Lord is where we should look. Specifically, we need to remember His love. Paul was clear about this in 1 Corinthians, love never fails. Prophecies, they'll cease. Knowledge, pass away, but love remains. And the Lord has shown his love for us by sending Christ to save us. Jesus showed his love not just by saying it, but by dying in our place. This love is unfailing. It'll never let us down. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.